Welcome back into the world of cannabis. Hope we're all having an awesome day out there today. In today's episode, we're going to learn about terpenes. We'll discuss what they are, how they interact with the body, and we'll examine a wide variety of specific terpenes. We learned in a prior episode that the plant material of cannabis doesn't really have much to do with the effects provided from using the matter. What is responsible for the effects provided from cannabis is what's encompassed in the glandular bulbs found on the surface and all throughout the plant material. These glandular bulbs are commonly known as trichomes or resin. As discussed, the cannabinoids such as THC, CBD, CBC, etc. are highly abundant in these resin glands. These cannabinoids produce a wide variety of effects on their own, but what is commonly forgot is another component of the cannabis plant that enhances the effects of these cannabinoids. These other compounds found in the glandular bulbs of the cannabis plant are called terpenes, and they'll be the main focus of the discussion today. Along with cannabinoids, terpenes are a major component of the marijuana resin. Terpenes make up the largest percentage of aromatic essential oils contained in most plants. Our focus today will be terpenes found in the marijuana plant, but they are also found all throughout nature as well, such as in lemons and conifers. The terpene profile of a certain plant is what's responsible for the scent of it. In marijuana, terpenes are what's responsible for the gassy or skunky smell. These are just a couple of the distinct scents, as we'll learn today there's many more. With that being said, terpenes and cannabis do much more than solely being responsible for the smell of the plant. Plants produce terpenes for one of three reasons. Number one, plants produce terpenes to attract pollinators, or number two, to repel or kill herbivores, or number three, plants produce terpenes to attract predators of herbivores. The odor of marijuana increases as the plant exerts more energy to its reproductive processes. Before flowering, odors are subtle, but as flowering progresses, the plant is trying to protect itself from external, so the odor increases. As the bud ripens in its final stage, the odor from the terpenes increases substantially. Depending on the differing ratios and abundances of terpenes in a certain marijuana plant, both A, the smell will be different, and B, the effects when smoked or inhaled will differ as well. Terpenes have an effect on the blood-brain barrier in the human body, meaning they increase the number of cannabinoids that can reach the brain, and also increase the rate at which these cannabinoids reach the brain. So due to terpenes, not only can more cannabinoids reach the brain, they can also do it in a shorter period of time. Terpenes work synergistically with the cannabinoids in marijuana, enhancing the cannabinoids' effects on the brain and body. So cannabinoids are effective on their own, but when terpenes are introduced, it actually enhances the cannabinoids' properties so they can work more efficiently. So to draw a comparison, we'll think of cannabinoids as a cookie and terpenes as milk. So cookies are a delicious dessert on their own, but whenever a cookie is dipped in milk, it makes the cookie more enjoyable and tastes better. With that being said, milk is never a dessert choice on its own. So just as milk enhances the cookie's effects and enjoyability, terpenes enhance the cannabinoid's effects. Terpenes don't produce an effect on their own, but when in conjunction with cannabinoids, it produces a synergistic effect. Depending on the formula of terpenes in a certain plant, the effects on the cannabinoids and body will alter. For example, if terpene A was added to a 5mg THC distillate and vaporized, it would produce a different effect than if terpene B was added to a separate sample of the same exact 5mg potency of THC and inhaled. Even though 5mg of THC was inhaled in each sample, the unique terpene will modify the results. 
Now there is more than one terpene found in a marijuana plant, making the concept a little more complex. But this simple theoretical example helps us grasp the importance of terpenes in marijuana because it proves true on a larger scale when there is a multitude of terpenes present. So in simple terms, terpenes are the essential oils of marijuana. About 10-30% to 30 of cannabis resin is composed of a variety of terpenes, and each marijuana plant contains a different assortment of terpenes, hence the varying smells and differing effects of the plethora of cannabis strains. To re-emphasize what we've discussed thus far, terpenes are found in the same glandular bulbs, also known as trichomes, where the cannabinoids in cannabis reside. Now we will go in-depth into a variety of common terpenes found in marijuana plants. We will discuss each terpene's aromas and effects separately. But remember, each marijuana plant contains varying amounts and ratios of a wide array of terpenes, and this unique recipe modifies the effects as a whole. Without further ado, we'll delve into the 10 most prevalent terpenes in cannabis. The first terpene we'll discuss is myrcene, as it's the most common terpene found in most varieties of marijuana. Myrcene is not evident in the hemp plant, but it is found in high abundance in hops and lemongrass. This terpene is observable in trace amounts in a wide array of other plants, too. Myrcene's odor may be described as earthy, nutty, clove-like, green vegetative, or citrusy. Many differing marijuana strains can be categorized under one of these odor profiles, and that comes to no surprise due to the high abundance of myrcene in the plant. Some of the benefits that myrcene provides are it's an analgesic, so it helps with pain relief, it's used as an anti-inflammatory, and an antibiotic as well. On top of that, myrcene blocks the action of many pro-mutagens. A pro-mutagen is any material that promotes the production of a mutagen. And a mutagen is a cause of genetic variations. DNA changes caused by mutagens may harm cells and cause certain diseases, such as cancer. Myrcene is also present in trace amounts and essential oils associated with antidepressive and uplifting effects. When this terpene and THC are combined, a stronger effect is produced than either on their own. Myrcene allows more THC to get to the brain and in a quicker amount of time too. Believe it or not, overripe mangoes contain myrcene. And science proves that eating a mango a half hour before smoking marijuana will enhance the high due to the myrcene in the fruit. Our bodies recognize myrcene as myrcene, doesn't really care whether it comes from the marijuana plant, mangoes, or lemongrass, but with the addition of cannabinoids on top of the myrcene, the effects are that much greater. And now on to the next terpene on our list, limonene. Limonene is found in citrus fruits, other fruits, and some flowers too. Just like myrcene, limonene is another highly abundant terpene found in most marijuana varieties. Limonene is responsible for the potent citrus scent when fruits are peeled. Its strong smell is designed to keep predators away. Limonene's effects are that it's an antibacterial, antifungal, and it holds anti-cancer properties as well. Limonene can help to inhibit tumor growth. This terpene penetrates the cell membranes, which increases the absorption of other terpenes. This is partly due to the fact that limonene quickly passes through the blood-brain barrier. On top of limonene possessing antibacterial, antifungal, and anti-cancer properties, this terpene also increases alertness and restlessness, and it can be used to focus attention or help treat depression. Now that we've learned about myrcene and limonene, we'll discuss our third terpene on the list, B-caryophyllene. B-caryophyllene is found in black pepper, clove, and cotton. It's also found in smaller amounts in several other herbs and spices. B. caryophyllene possesses a sweet, woody, and dry clove odor. This terpene has a spicy pepper taste with hints of citrus. 
It's actually used industrially to enhance tobacco's flavor. When B. karyophyllene is applied topically, it works as an analgesic. On top of the pain-relieving properties, it helps reduce inflammation as well and can be found in clove oil, which is used for toothaches. Aside from the pain-reducing and anti-inflammatory properties of this terpene, beta-karyophyllene, or B-karyophyllene in short, can also aid in the treatment of depression and anxiety too. We shall continue our travels along terpene road with our next stop being pinene. Pinene is found in pine trees and it has a familiar odor associated with the tree and its resin. This terpene is also found in some common essential oils such as rosemary, sage, and eucalyptus. Pinene is used therapeutically as an expectorant, meaning it's used to treat coughs by promoting the discharge of phlegm. Also, this terpene is used as a topical antiseptic, so it prevents the growth of disease-causing microorganisms. Furthermore, pinene easily crosses the blood-brain barrier and, and inhibits activity of a chemical that destroys an information transfer molecule. The result of this is better memory. To speak on that point more, rosemary and sage are looked at as memory plants, and this is because of the high abundance of pinene in each of them. Both rosemary and sage have been used in traditional medicines for thousands of years to retain and restore memory. The terpene pinene is responsible for the skunk smell in cannabis. The onset of effects are increased when pinene is present in marijuana. On top of restoring and retaining memory, pinene increases focus, self-satisfaction, and energy too. But that's enough about pinene for now. The next terpene we'll learn about is terpineal. Terpineal's odor is lilac, citrus, or an apple blossom lime scent. This terpene is found in trace amounts in many essential oils. It's also used in perfumes and soaps as a fragrance additive. Terpineal's effects are that it reduces the capability of movement in a relaxed way. This terpene may be responsible for the couch lock effect when smoking some strains of marijuana. It's often found in strains of cannabis that have high pinene levels. Terpineal smell is usually masked by the potent woodsy scent of pinene. The next terpene in our discussion will be borneol. Borneol smells much like the menthol aroma of camphor. This terpene is also contained in many essential oils and trace amounts. Borneol can actually be derived from some species of cinnamon. In Chinese medicine, borneol is considered a calming sedative. Borneol is excellent for fatigue and recovering from illness. It's also used as an aid in managing stress. Like all terpenes, borneol's aroma is an evolutionary defense mechanism meant to protect the cannabis plant from predators and pests. As we proceed, the next terpene up will be Delta-3 carine. Delta-3 carine has a sweet, pungent odor and it's a component of pine and cedar resin. It's speculated that Delta-3 carine is responsible for the dry eye and dry mouth effect from smoking cannabis, also known as cotton mouth. Delta-3 carine is a strong anti-inflammatory so it allows this terpene to be used for treating fibromyalgia, bursitis, arthritis, and various other conditions that result from its systematic inflammation. A study published in April of 1989 demonstrated Delta-3 carine may hold promise in battling acute inflammation. And in a 2006 study, this terpene showed potential as a key constituent when combined with pinene as a possible antifungal agent. And lastly, in August 2007, a study determined Delta-3 carine may show properties that promote bone health. The next terpene talked about today will be linalolol. Linalolol has a floral scent with some spicy overtones. This terpene is being tested now for treatment of several types of cancer. Linalolol's main effect that it's a severe sedative. It's found in many sedating essential oils. When tested on rats, linalolol decreased activity by 75%. 
On top of its sedating properties, lanolinol also makes the immune system more resilient to the destructive effects of stress. But that's enough about lanolinol or linolol for now. Peligon is the next terpene on our list. Peligon has a minty camphor odor. This terpene is actually used for flavoring in the candy industry. It's contained in very small quantities in cannabis. When found in the cannabis plant, Peligon helps to reduce the memory-altering effects of the plant. It interferes with the destruction of the chemical of the brain that's used to store memory. High concentrations of Peligon can be found in rosemary, an herb whose nerve facilitation can help reduce stress. Senial will be the last terpene we learn about today. Senial is the main ingredient in eucalyptus oil. It possesses a camphor minty odor which is similar to Peligene. This terpene is found in many other fragrant plants and only contained in small amounts in marijuana. Senial's effects are that it increases circulation, used as a pain reliever, and also for other topical applications. So it comes to no surprise that eucalyptus oil has calming and balancing effects due to the high concentration of senial. Senial is found in concentrations in eucalyptus oil ranging from 70% to 90%. This terpene increases cerebral blood flow so it reduces tension headaches and it's also a strong anti-inflammatory so it can help reduce pain. The unique list of terpenes discussed today, among others that weren't discussed, and the differing effects that they provide is truly a fascinating topic. Scientific studies and research have become more important to marijuana cultivators because it is now realized the substantial impact terpenes can have on the effect of marijuana plants. And as we've learned today, terpenes not only contribute to the odor produced, but also the bodily and psychoactive effects from the flower. There are over 100 terpenes found in marijuana that each have unique characteristics of odor and effects. Each concoction of a terpene ratio yields a different result, which makes the experimentation with them more of an art form coupled with the scientific nature of horticulture as well. There's actually a chart made by Greenhouse Secrets that helps to classify the scents and flavors of terpenes and cannabis. They've created an odor wheel, which we'll summarize now. So in the middle of the wheel, they start with very broad and general terms. As the odor wheel spans out to the edge of the circle, it becomes more descriptive. And as the wheel reaches the edge of the circle, it becomes even more descriptive and identifies specific strains in that category. The four main classifications in the middle of the circle are categorized as sweet, spicy, sour, and bitter. The sweet section is further classified as fruity and flowery. Then farther spanning out, it describes in detail specific scents. Some examples of strains in the sweet category are strawberry haze and great white shark. The sour section is farther classified as citrus and dairy. Some scents more in-depth described are lemon, orange, milk, and cream. As the odor wheel reaches the edge of the circle in the sour section, an example of a strain is lemon skunk. In the bitter category, some basic scents are vegetal and nutty. This category extends out and classifies strains such as jack hare and super silver haze. The last quarter of the odor wheel is spicy, which is farther classified as warm and sharp. The spicy section extends out to scents of herbs and chili. Strain names falling under this category are Kaya Kush, Chemidog, and White Widow. As we've learned today, no two marijuana plants are the same. Every marijuana plant is made of the same composition, but each plant is unique just as each human is unique. There are different characteristics and ratios of compounds that make every organism special. We discussed before that the distinctive cannabinoid percentages make no two cannabis strains the same. And now we know that in addition to cannabinoids, the wide array of terpenes greatly affect not only the odor produced, but also the effects provided from cannabis. Terpenes are found all throughout plants in nature, but they contribute even more so to the plethora of cannabis strains and varieties we know and love. So next time when you're peeling a lemon, don't forget to thank the terpenes for the pungent and fresh smell.
Used as a defense mechanism, plants in nature wouldn't be as beautiful without terpenes, and nor would marijuana. After our discussions on terpenes today, hopefully it enhances our perspective on the marijuana plant. And as always, if you've enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and share, and also head to theworldofcanvas.org to send suggestions for future podcast episodes. Thank you all for joining me today on our drive down Terpene Road. We'll see you all back here next time. Until then, enjoy the world of cannabis.